On this episode of the Macworld Podcast, it's all about your hot takes. You have thoughts on the latest happenings in the world of Apple. Let's hear what you have to say coming up next. Stick around. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. This episode is all about Macworld reader and listener hot takes. You have thoughts, and we're going to share and respond to what you wrote. All of the comments mentioned in this show can be seen in the show notes for this podcast on Macworld.com. And uh, before we get started, as usual, I'd like to apologize ahead of time for completely butchering the Twitter names and reader names. (laughs) I'm trying, I really am, but as longtime listeners know, I'm horrible at at this, so... uh, (laughs) I'm going to try. <laughs> and I appreciate your That's patience. that's why we keep making Roman do it. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't do any better, especially with the Twitter names and stuff, you know. <laughs> but hey, you know, you 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 respond to us on social media. Uh we're not ignoring all that just because we don't reply. We're reading it and we're paying attention and sometimes we're going to feature it in a, a hot take show like this. So, let's get started with some Hot takes on some hot news. Apple just released a new iPhone. Yes, it's a surprise March release. What's so special about <laughs> this iPhone? It's yellow. That's it. That's it. It's yellow. It's it. That's. It's that's not a even like a launch. like a fun new type of yellow. It's like iPhone 11 yellow. It's just yellow. Yeah, it's a little less pastel than that iPhone 11 was, but it's it's. It's just a yellow. Or, or, just or like no, no, yeah, you're right. Yellow. I'm thinking of the iPhone. The iPhone 10R was was the brighter one. Yeah, but this is XR. just like Peeps yellow. It's like yeah. <laughs> or like just in time for Easter, yeah. I guess. But it, you know, it's very spring. It's very yellow. There's no Pro update, although, yeah, I mean, their gold on the Pro is is yellowish. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's a pretty yellowish gold, and I don't know what they would do with the. Pros anyways, and they but. didn't uh last year we did get the gold the pro green one but the year before they released purple but only on the third on 12 not on the uh, 12 pro so it's not it's not uncommon for them to just do a new color for the lesser phone the the non-pro phone you know i didn't see it on the site but they often also have a sort of spring collection of watch bands and not always at the announced at the same time. So they, they may have another release this month. Did they? No, they did. did they they that? did that. They There's a bunch of new watch bands. There's four new um, cases, including Canary Yellow. If you have an iPhone yeah. 14, but really want yellow, you can still get it on your phone. It's the same, <laughs> it's the same yellow. I think it was ivory, olive, and some other color. I forgot. Yeah. And there's a bunch of, bunch of watch bands. Including a, a couple of new Hermes bands that are like eight hundred dollars, and I can't yeah. imagine who buys those for a nice leather band. I don't of the whole thing, the whole like the whole uh, Hermes watch collection. Like they must sell them because they make them year after year after year. Yeah, yeah. But it's an Apple Watch. There's nothing different about it except for the band, and you get like a a, a different face. Uh, you get a, a a Hermes case. And it's like five times as much. Some of them are 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't know. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it as I would get it if it was a flex where you were like, it was a way to show your wealth because it's like, I want an Apple watch for the functionality, but I want people to see I have a, an expensive watch on. 
but I don't think it's that noticeable, especially since there's so many cheaper, yeah, like leather bands you can buy right, and stuff. Right. The watch face, I don't think anyone's going to look at it and go like, "Oh, he's got the Hermes one." No, like, I just don't think it's that noticeable. <laughs> so, so even as a sort of like you know wealth flex kind of thing, it just doesn't seem that. But useful. again, they've had it for what? five years now six years yeah. so they must sell i mean it also takes them nothing to do because it's not a manufacturing change it's literally a, a custom watch face yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dead inside s23 on twitter doesn't think the yellow is a good choice as a long-term investment he tweeted imagine how it will look in three years along with two vomit emojis and three different garbage emojis Wait, what's what's gonna change in what's gonna change in three years? Like it's it'll look I guess the yellow will fade or get dirty. I, I doubt it. That's not really an iPhone problem. It's glass. Or it just won't be like in vogue. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I Miguel ESL tweeted, I don't get excited with colors. Yeah, I understand that. Most people put them in a case. Like I, so I understand both sides of it. Like I understand that comment, but I also understand that Apple six months in, like we're talking about it again as if it's new. So it's it, you know it's it's a marketing ploy, and it, it probably works. They probably see a small bump in sales this week. Because maybe not even just the yellow. Maybe just people saying, "Oh yeah, let me go get an iPhone. I, I I wanted one." I think it, I think it works, and it's you know it's very little effort from Apple. I mean, I don't think it it takes long. That was probably a thirty minute meeting, and is it all right, yellow? Go. Bye bye. Everyone go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they showed some color swatches yeah. and be like from spring colors and I'm like, all right, they've got the next six years mapped out. All right. Oh, sure. 23, yeah. 24, 25, 26. Justin Crosser tweeted, no, looks terrible. Ricky Digital tweeted, wouldn't it have been smarter for Apple to introduce the yellow and correct the pricing of the 14 plus? Everyone has said the Price is yeah. wrong for the 14 plus, and it's been reduced in numerous countries. Yeah, that would have been an interesting move. I was wondering, because we we saw this rumor last week that they were going to come out with this yellow one. And like those types of humors, uh, rumors are usually pretty accurate, because like, where would mm -hmm. that come from otherwise? So I was wondering if maybe they would offer some kind of a special on the iPhone 14 plus, but... Nope, it didn't. it's no. still 900 bucks, but I agree. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of have to make it more expensive than the regular 14. Right, right. So that, it's they bigger. Have to cut both of them. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, uh, but there is something to be said for like, when they launched, the pricing in the international markets was pretty high because of exchange rates. Some of the exchange rate stuff has shifted. They, they may want to readjust some of the international prices in certain regions. With it, without really changing what the price of the phone is, or just making the adjustment for the exchange rates and stuff, yeah, which they do um, time time to time. They, sometimes they do that. They never change the price of the thing, like until it's the year old model and the new one's out, and then then they drop the price. Yeah, there, there's rumors that the 15 plus will be uh, 7.99 and the 15 will be 6.99, but then that wreaks havoc on the older one. So I don't know what they're going to do there. But it is it's a, it's a little pricey, and based on what we we read and hear, because of that reason, or you know, largely because of that, everyone's flocking to the pro, which I'm sure Apple is just fine with. 
Like, I don't think that they see that as a problem. Yeah. And it's always hard to think of any time when Apple's going to reduce pricing on something, whether it's the next model or whatever. It was such a shock when they did it with the Apple TV, right? When they released a newer, better Apple TV and a lot cheaper, like, whoa. And they did it with, they did it with the HomePod. They cut the price of that by 50 bucks just because. So, I mean, it, it does happen occasionally, but not a warehouse full of them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They had a ton of them. But it's like the iPhone, iPad, Mac, like that never gets cut. Yeah, well, it never really gets cut. I mean, the MacBook Air is, the M1 MacBook Air is still $9.99. That's been almost, what, two and a half years now. Yeah, instead of bringing out the new one at $9.99 and drop, selling right. the old one at a, a lower price like they do with iPhone, they just kept it and made the new one more it, yeah. expensive. <laughs> so it's all going up. So this yellow iPhone was, I guess, kind of a surprise not really because we've heard it was a surprise when we saw the rumor last week the apple's done that that spring color for a couple of years they had purple and then they had green so we expected something but not just on a random tuesday you know usually it's part of an event but uh what would have been a real surprise and if apple updated the iphone se but they didn't yeah but if they had done that how's that for a segue yeah it would have been an event for that, I think. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's anything like what the rumors say it's going to be. Yeah. And that would have also put our colleague David Price in place, since he recently wrote a column about how Apple should just discontinue the iPhone SE. And we actually got a lot of uh, feedback on that. Yeah, we got a, a ton. Of, he got a ton of them. Like, I asked him to send me one, and he literally sent me, like, 20. Like, that's a... You know, and not like so. It's one thing to have comments below an article. It's another thing to seek out someone's email and write an email and send it. So he and they were all very nice and very friendly, and some agreed with them, some different. There was one that just cursed at him, but for the most part, they were very respectful. I I, I kind of both agree and disagree with his point. Uh, in general, he was basically saying that like the latest iPhone SE, if this is what they're gonna do. If they're going to keep giving us this like four-year-old <laughs> body and case and camera and just stuffing a new processor in it, they shouldn't bother. You're always better off just buying the two-year-old iPhone. Uh, like now it would be an iPhone 12. Just go buy an iPhone 12. Like, you know, but that's, I th and I agree with that, but I think this most recent SE was off was different than the last two. The last two, they took the model from two years ago body and just put in the latest and, and like camera sensor and just put in like the latest processor. But this one, they, they still stuck us with like the iPhone eight. <laughs> yeah, it was, body. it was like the, the entry level iPad. They just updated the processor. Yeah. And that was, it, basically it's still it. like a four, it's like a four year old body at the time it came out or whatever. And that's, and camera, like the, the actual sensor part, they do new stuff with the processor to make the photos look better, but it's the sensor still ancient and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, and we wrote about that. We've been fans of the SE. And then this last one, we rewrote like, boy, what a disappointment. And, and they also raised the price by 30 bucks, which yeah, that too. it's supposed to be the cheapest the budget iPhone. $30 is significant. It's 10% or close to it. Yeah. So, but yeah, he so he got a ton of emails. A lot of people talked about the size which we knew you know it, it's the size of that 13 12 mini 
that they discontinued. So it's the only one left once those minis come out, you know. So Apple still sells the 13 mini because it's only a year old. But as those go away, this is the only phone with that you can really use with one hand. It's funny because like the SE, the screen size makes it seem smaller than it is because it's not one of those full screen display, full body displays. It's got a forehead and chin over it. The, the actual physical size of the device is not far off from a regular like iPhone 14 or their iPhone 13, the non plus non, you know, max models. It's actually very similar. It's just that they have a much bigger screen size because they don't have the, because they don't have touch ID and all that stuff taken right. up front. So if you're a fan of the SE for the size, a regular iPhone size body isn't going to change the way you use your phone. Like it's not going to, Oh, it doesn't fit my pocket now or whatever. Like none of that's going to be true. Yeah. It's it's slightly hand. bigger. The the difference is like, very slightly. Now, you got to reach a lot higher to get to top the corner of the screen, pull down yeah. notifications and things like that, because the screen goes to the top. But there were a lot of those. There were a lot of people, not a lot, but a couple of people said they like touch ID versus face ID, which, you know, that's that we we've heard that before as well. I'm going to read uh, just a couple of graphs. There's one person that said, um, uh, I, ran across, I ran across your MacBook article regarding the iPhone SE. I wanted to take the opportunity to point out another group of users that depend on the SE, those with visual impairments, because the SE still has a home button and increases the accessibility for users that can't see the screen, which is, I mean, obviously a smaller group than Apple sells, you know, iPhone 14s do, but it isn't important. Like when you can actually feel the button and and you know apple has that accessibility thing where you can put the button on the screen that's not going to help if you can't see the screen so voiceover like they have these built-in accessibility things that are important but that button you know to some people is is an important feature for the phone i thought it was interesting that somebody wrote that yeah that's where i think uh, you know everybody has talked before about how apple could if they don't want to do face id on the iphone se or something they could do the same touch id in the side button that they do on ipads and that would be a good solution for that because you can feel that side button that's how you're going to unlock your phone and stuff like that so i wonder how well face id works for people who are visually impaired and stuff because it's you've got to yeah. look at your phone and you do have to you have to hold it a certain way at least near you know you got it your the, and it has that eye i think you can turn that you can turn that off the um the, uh, the the awareness feature yeah where your Still, eyes are looking at you it know, it's it's clearly i mean all of these devices i mean apple does a better job than most with accessibility features but it's a struggle because products are made for you know they <clears throat> i mean i don't know when apple develops it what they think about but it's 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 hard to consider someone who physically can't see the screen someone who physically can't hold the phone things like that the rumors for the next iPhone SE make it sound like it's more back on track where they're having a more modern design, a design that would be at the time of release only a couple of years old. But I think maybe they just, it's time for to have a different tactic on the SE. The SE used to be, we're going to, with the exception of the most recent one, it was like, we're going to take a design that's like two or three years old, and then we're going to put in the latest processor. Now that they're splitting up the processors between regular and pro and stuff, like maybe it's time to have a N minus one processor, like the year old processor, 
and care more about the quality of the sensor and display and all the other stuff. Like if they're trying to make the balance, the books on it, spend more on the not processor stuff and put in a processor that's one year old instead of the latest thing, because it's still, they're still fantastic. The, the I mean, honestly, you can go back to like the a 14 and it would still be great. Right. Keep it at that. Like it's those, like they're so fast. Particularly for what you would use that iPhone for. I mean, it's it's, it's not a pro. You're not going to be taking 8K video and processing stuff. So, like they do with the Apple TV, you know, the A12. I forget what it is now. I think it's an A12. Like that processor is plenty, plenty fast. Speaking of processors, Mark Gurman of Bloomberg recently reported that Apple is preparing a new iMac for the second half of this year. It could have. Apple's new M3 chip, but it seems like a new chip isn't what Macworld readers are looking for. What it seems like Macworld readers are looking for is a 27-inch yeah. iMac. Yeah. That's what I mean, that's another that's another thing where people yell and scream about that, but I wonder how I, I like Apple wouldn't have canceled it if it was a big seller. I'm like th- people wanted a small iPhone forever. They released the iPhone 12 mini and, you know, not enough people bought it. I don't know, man. Using a 24 inch desktop monitor is painful. I agree. It's, yeah. it's small. <laughs> I'm sure that a 27 inch like pro model is not selling well, like a really expensive pro model, but the same processor, the same in- entry level processor, just the display is bigger. I think would sell well. They obviously need to update. They can't keep selling an M1 processor forever. You know, so yeah, sure, update the 24-inch iMac, but everybody I see, uh, certainly everybody who contacts us online is always like, but when is the 27-inch one coming? Yeah, I don't know how many they sell of the M1 iMac. I mean, it's a really nice-looking computer, uh, pretty good price, but I agree. Like, it doesn't need to be an iMac Pro to be 27 inches, like a 27-inch M3 iMac is perfectly fine. Yeah, just sell the same thing that they have in the 24 inch, but also a 27 inch size for like an extra two or $300. Nothing else is different. It's just bigger. Harry Sanders on Facebook wrote, it's still incomprehensible that the 27 inch remains furloughed unless this is their means of force selling more Mac Studios with its very pricey 27 inch monitor. Yeah, I mean, there is that, but right. So you can say, well, Apple sells the studio display, but if you combine that with the Mac Studio, you're looking at at least $3,500. It's not more. It's it's not cheap. Even a Mac Mini, you know, if you just want to get the base level, something equivalent to the iMac, you know, a Mac Mini in a studio display, but you don't need a studio display. Just go get some Delts 27-inch 4K or 5K monitor. I mean, you're fine. It's not going to be quite as nice or whatever, but it's going to also be like a quarter of the price. <laughs> get two, get two, and it's still cheaper. It's still cheaper, for sure. Yeah, studio display size is six to hundred bucks. You can definitely find a really nice twenty-seven inch monitor for probably two hundred. I mean, you could even get ones that are like good color representation and stuff like that for like four hundred. And and the webcam. Buy one of those little uh, Belkin things to use continuity with your iPhone. It's much better anyway. (laughs) We could also see a 
inch MacBook Air in the next few weeks, and Bloomberg's Mark Gurman thinks it might have an M3 chip. I can't imagine that. Yeah, that's a fu- that's an interesting one. If that launches in April, I can't see it having an M3. You know, I wrote up the uh, Gurman's report about the MacBook Air, and I had to read and reread his write-up a couple times because there was just like a logical timeline yeah. thing to me that I was trying to that he wasn't that he was kind of making the jump and I was just sitting there going it was hard for me to jump yeah. that obstacle yeah the M2 only came out in, in in June at WWDC so if they release the M3 that means that for one only two well three if you count the 13 inch MacBook Pro Max got the M2 so the iMac didn't get it the Mac Studio didn't get it uh, we don't know what the hell's going on with the Mac Pro, so we're still waiting on that thing. And so, if they update the MacBook Air, the the, the they come out with the 15 inch MacBook Air with an M3, they got to update the 13 inch MacBook Air, I would assume. So now that has an M3, and it's just like like that is just way too fast. And I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me to have a cadence that's 11 months or 10 months. And it's also not. The three nanometer process, they're not ready to yeah, produce well, that, that too. mass They quantities. only started in January, yeah. Right. Well, and that's what T- when TSMC says they're starting. It's not when Apple is rolling full speed ahead on right, right, chips, too. right? Sure. So it's not far enough along that they would be producing it in something very popular like a MacBook Air as the first three nanometer price you know it, I, I could maybe see it coming at wwdc where it's a year later but so if they did the m3 either in april or even at wwdc it would still be with that, that like enhanced five nanometer process that they call n4p you know i like how much better is it going to be is it just another 10 percent or something like i just feel like don't even don't even make the leap over the m2 then they don't have a lot of other stuff to update. It's not like it's going to get a totally new screen and all that other, you know. Yeah, I mean, so there's the Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.3 are the only real differences since last year. Uh, I'm on the chip. So, I mean, it's possible Apple comes out with a 15-inch Air with an M2 and then has a real small update to that, to the current 13-inch model with Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.3 just to bring everything to to the same level. I, I, that they've done before. But to put an M3 in that is just... And it creates all sorts of confusion because the M2 Pro just came out. Now there's an M3 and still sell the M1. It's just like, what's going on here? So that would surprise me if the M3 came out in April. But you know, we reported on it because it was a rumor. And German is pretty good with this stuff, 9 to 5 also corroborated it with their source and ross young said that that 15 inch model is still on track for april so we have three solid sources kind of converging i just think something got lost in translation along the way yeah i don't i think that 15 inch air might definitely happen before wwdc i just don't think it's gonna be m3 yeah i agree yeah Uh, and then it could be very possible that it gets they release it with an m2 and then this fall when the air uh, the regular the 13 inch air and stuff get upgraded to an m3 in like october or whatever it gets an update it's just the processor update it's it's all the same thing they've done that with the intel stuff for ages you're right like they just a new 
CPU comes out, they just throw it. Yes. I mean, there are plenty of years where there was early, early 2015 and late 2015. So they don't have to wait a year to update that processor. Um, it's just, I think that they got real screwed up by the, by COVID and by the supply chain stuff. And they're just, I guess they're trying to get their cadence back on track with the, with the Mac. The German said that their plan is their ultimate plan is to have an annual release, just like the iPhone for the Mac, which would be great, but it's gotta be like predictable and, you know, logical. Our final set of reader responses is about the iPhone clean energy charging feature because our article that explains the feature got the most comments over any article from the past few weeks. All these comments that I'll mention uh, came from Macworld's Facebook feed, but do you guys want to explain what this uh, clean energy feature is? In the US, there's a feature that was added in, I want to say it was iOS 16.2. Uh, one. 16.1. Um, 16.1. That basically, if you go to settings, then battery and battery health and charging, there's a toggle in there for clean energy charging. And that's in the US. And what they do is they grab data from your local region for what the energy sources are, like how much greenhouse gas emissions are produced by making electricity for your region and it tries to charge in times when your electricity sources are cleaner a great example is always in the evenings from about four to seven there's always these national natural gas peaker plants that have to fire up to produce more energy because that's when energy demand on the grid is highest and it varies throughout from weather and throughout the year like if you have hydro like we do here in California, that can the, the amount of electricity produced by hydroelectric can vary a lot. Wind and all these other things. So it just says, just like optimized battery charging is trying to go like, hey, we're gonna look at how you use your phone and charge, and we're gonna try not to, to charge to keep your battery life longer. It just works together with that to say, oh, based on how you use your phone and charge, it's not gonna impact you at all. We're just gonna like, when you plug in at night, to charge your phone, we, we might wait a couple hours to start charging. Doesn't impact you when you charge on the go. We've had it on. It's never like I plugged in my phone and it refused to charge. Like that's like when it was low, like that none of that ever happens. And it's like, and then of course you can just turn it off. Yeah. So Apple does keep it on, on by default. And the reason why we updated the article last week, well, for one, we hadn't updated it to say that it was, it had come out. We had written an article before it came out, but it was in the news because someone on Twitter discovered this feature and wrote a bit of a screed about it saying, hey, this is, if you want to, if you, if, if you notice that your battery isn't charging properly, turn this thing off. Apple's trying to force upgrades yeah. by making your battery charge. That was the first, the with first feature bit. was the, right. was the angry. Uh, right. About it. Was that it was like, you know, planned. What's the Plan word? obsolescence or whatever. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Thank you, Jason. Which, you know, obviously it's not that. For one, it's optional. And for two, it doesn't change, doesn't affect your battery at all. Like all it does is it'll start charging, charging a little bit later based on your regular charging schedule. So as Jason said, if you, if it's uh, uh, 730 one day and you happen to be using your phone particularly uh, more and you're, and you're down to 10%, you need to plug it in, you plug it in, it will charge regardless of what source that charge is coming from. If you are traveling and you're in a hotel and you plug it in, it will charge. If you're at work 
or or at a different if you're working at a different place than you normally do and you plug it in it will charge like it it it, it, it it's mainly overnight but there i'm sure there are other instances like if you're at, at a normal workplace and you go every day and you put your phone on a stand every day it'll probably do it then too but it's based on your habits i've had it on or i rather i didn't turn it off and I've never noticed waking up and saying, oh, my phone's only at 70%. I wonder why. I got that's never happened. Yeah. It's never. Nah, I've, not, I've noticed no difference in, in what's available to me or anything. And to be clear, this kind of blew up recently. But like we said, they pushed this out as a default option in 16.1 in October. So some 100 million, or no, more than that, because this uh, works on not just the latest iPhones. So hundreds of millions of iPhone users have been using this for months without anyone saying anything, but it just suddenly became like a tempest in a teapot. Yeah, for some reason, that Twitter comment took off. And as that happens, and our news, news, news outlets started picking it up, and it became... A bit of a political flashpoint of saying this is like an example of 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 Apple's they're overstepping and they're they're pushing their their values onto their users and it became <laughs> bigger and greater and that's why we got so many comments on it because we you know listen we tried to capitalize on that a little bit. There's <laughs> definitely the news media; they all wrote stories based on the tweets that bl blew up without doing the slightest bit of research. To a thing that is like in out there in the world in the hundreds of millions, like you have to, you have to almost deliberately try not to get any information about it, to go out there with an opinion that is devoid of information. But that didn't stop them, and they did, and it it's gone crazy. So you know what? Uh, just you probably had it on for months and haven't even noticed. If you think something is suddenly happening to your battery, first of all, it's not sudden. And second of all, just go turn it off. If it really bothers you, just go in there and turn it off. It's settings, battery, battery health and charging. You toggle it off. It's only in the US. I think it might be in Canada, might be North America, but I think it's I think it's just US, not even Canada. But if you're in Europe or anything like that, you don't have it. It's It has to do with how they get reporting about you know, from power companies and stuff. I'm sure Apple will spread it to more regions as they work out a way to get the information. Like I said, we got a lot of comments on Facebook about it. And just to give you an idea of what kind of comments we got, uh, Jerry O'Neill posted, oh, gee, I can feel the civil discourse building as I type. <laughs> yeah. So, Grant Christensen said, we should thank the overlords. They gave us the illusion of control. You can turn it off for now. <laughs> Fine. I mean, I, I guess you could say that about any setting, right? Right. Uh, Apple uh, could take away that setting. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michel Fisay, he's he's French, so I tried to do my best French. Uh, but he his, he wrote, "What a stupid idea! With this concept, you think they're going to save the world?" Why not instead stop the programmed obsolescence so we can hold on to our phone more than two or three years? That, my friends, would make a bit bigger difference. First of all, Apple is not claiming that this feature is saving the world. Second of all, it's a small thing that they're doing, but they also have, as Jason points out, a, probably a close to a billion phones using this feature. So it will make a measurable difference. Is it going to save the planet? No. Is it going to make more of a difference than me unplugging my my whatever at night? Yeah. And three, 
there's no plan to uh, it's not, that's not happening <laughs> if anything they're trying to get us to keep our phones longer like they they support os's longer than most android phones they there are a lot of things you can criticize apple for that's not one of them in my yeah. mind yeah things like battery aging and stuff like that that's endemic to all phones yes. and and all devices and that have devices and devices and, phones and, stuff. and, yeah. and they're doing their best to, to try and make the batteries not age and stuff and it, 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 you can criticize them about a lot of stuff but it's not an either or it's not like somebody right. at apple said well we can make it charge when the grid is greener or we can uh make the phones last longer right let's choose which one to do like these are not separate considerations <laughs> there's good point to be made about like people replacing their phones too opposite often and planned obsolescence and stuff like that but everybody had it fit when they took the charger out of the box so gary Christinger said get rid of this bs do not tell me how or when to charge my phone seriously thinking of dropping apple over recent political woke decisions we, and I have one more comment, but we'll leave on a uh, on a nicer note. Brian Sullivan said, <laughs> "I'm cool with leaving it on as long as my iPhone is at 100 percent when I wake up." There you go. You know what? If you're just now noticing that this feature exists, then it it already does. <laughs> if you didn't start noticing this as the problem back in October of last year, then it's fine. Whether you love it or hate it, you would have noticed a problem back then. One comment that I frequently saw was that Apple was covertly sneaking out this feature. And they aren't, but Apple does have a problem. And maybe this is not just an Apple problem. I think this is a software or or this is a tech problem of Mm -hmm. explaining new features to people, unveiling new features to people. There's so many features in the iPhone you know, how are you going to get to know all of those? Defe- all those yeah, they really got in trouble back when, you know, if we if we rewind the time a bit, bit back to when they started making your iPhone run slower as your battery aged because your battery was not able to deliver as high a voltage. If they let the clock speeds of their processor and stuff ramp up all the way, there was a good chance that it would not get enough voltage from the battery and then your phone would crash. So to prevent crashes, they would throttle the speed if your battery was aged and they didn't really explain that to people and then everybody sued apple because it was like a whole big class action suit because it's like you're making my phone run slower yeah. you- well they, they didn't explain it at all there was no battery health setting and at that at that point there was no way to check your bet like they just did it yeah i mean that prompted them to have to do all that stuff right and, explain and they it. were they so, were right to be called down on that i believe yeah so anytime they change behavior they really should explain it a little there really should be just a clear like look we're doing this this is why this is how you turn it off if you want and maybe there's an argument to be made that clean energy charging should be off by default and they can pop up on your phone and say hey yeah but no one's going to go three steps deep in settings (laughs) yeah nobody's going to do that I, I think they're right to make it the default simply based on the fact that nobody noticed for the last five months literally nobody noticed it's been on on hundreds of millions of phones and nobody's even noticed until now well it's a tricky thing because you know people like us and people who are listening you know we're on top of these things we know about these new features there's a large 
consumer base that are is to- are totally oblivious to these features, and then there's a group above them that you know they're they're kind of in they kind of keep up, but they don't really. It's not a priority for them. Yeah. So how do you how do you inform those people? I I, I don't know. Yeah, you can have like I don't know twenty different screens to tap through when you when you uh, when yeah. You that's the OS. other problem. If they tell you about these things when you do an OS update and you get them, you start to give, it's like the terms and conditions. So you start to give people enough information. I mean, sometimes there is a couple cards that pop up that say like, what's new. And if you've ever watched regular consumers update their phone, they just go next, 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 next. Like they don't even look at it. <laughs> and it's not, it's not much. It's like, it's like five words and a cool animated picture and a button that says, okay. And they're just going, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> like, like, shut up. I just want to get back into my phone. So uh, yeah, I don't know how exactly you inform. Yeah. And if we did know, we would be all be rich and, you know, <laughs> buy companies like Twitter and stuff like that. So. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 831. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in, and thanks for your comments. If you want to check out those comments, they're in the show notes for this podcast. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. Mm